back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. It's the ticket, the captain, 93.7. I am with the legendary George Darlington. Coach. Good there? morning. How are you? Good. You ever thought seven years later VJ would be talking to you on the radio? Well, a lot of strange things have happened <laughs> in seven years. <laughs> well, man, it is it is a it is an honor and a privilege to be able to speak to speak to you. Um, I'm gonna dive right in it. Did you get a chance to watch the Pro Bowl? No, no, oh, I didn't, Coach. You didn't. You didn't miss anything. It was they were playing two hand touch with pads on. Yeah, I, they water those games down so much that uh, it's not worth uh, wasting your electricity on. Coach, how did you land at Nebraska? How did you make it there? How did how did Coach Osborne find you? Uh. I was at San Jose State with uh, Dewey King, and Dewey and Tom had been at the first Fellowship of Christian Athlete Conference, and uh, uh, we had gotten fired at San Jose, and Dewey was trying to get on uh, with Tom and uh, must have uh, recommended me, and uh, Tom called, and uh, very quickly uh, uh, got hired. He wanted the recruiter in California, I'm sure. Dewey must have said some nice things about me. And it was, uh, uh, needless to say, very, very uh, surprising to How- get the call. Mm-hmm. Let's talk FCA. Why is FCA so important to the student-athlete? Well, uh, it gives the uh, Christian student an opportunity to get involved with like-minded players and uh, do Bible studies, and uh, uh, which uh, you know will uh, aid their spiritual growth besides their athletic uh, growth. And it's uh, a movement, as I think many people know, has really spread through all the United States and. Uh, at one time, it was uh, fledgling, I guess you'd say, but uh, it's really grown, grown tremendously. Coach, being a recruiter from California, there are so many names that come to mind. How are you able to pull so many young men out of California? Well, uh, you know, we had been uh, we inherited a winning program with Coach Osborne, he had recruited California and it really kind of turned around uh, and led to some national championships. He got some junior college players after they had two, six, and four years who turned out to be very good players. And uh, so much just, you know, we had national uh, prominence because of the OU 
annual game every year. And uh, so uh, if a player was open to leave California, you had a good chance. Plus, when you had the riots and the fires and stuff like that, sometimes it uh, it was a matter that mothers would say, I don't care if he goes to Alaska or Nebraska, I just want him out of L.A. And mm. uh, that was certainly helpful because of the turmoil in some, some of the years that, that we were out there. But we had a great reputation with Coach Osborne, and that really helped. When you were recruiting, what what was it in particular that you were looking for in an athlete? Well, you, you look for players that, uh, you know, were very skilled, obviously, and players with potential. Uh, Brendan Stye is a good example. He was 235 pounds as an offensive lineman and high junior uh, high school player. Well, you know, normally wouldn't recruit a 235-pound lineman, but uh, you could see on film how he blocked his technique, and uh, it was, we felt, a no-brainer to recruit him, and then sometimes that was the uh, case uh, where we would, you know, do a good job of evaluating him. Other times, we did a terrible job and uh, didn't didn't offer some kids that went on and played at other schools and did well. Well, you know, uh, who was the one guy, the guy, the running back, um, that was supposed to come here and play defensive back, but he had to play running back, played for St. Louis for a long time. Oh, gosh, San Diego State. Yeah, well, Curtis Conway was one, and then you're talking about uh, Marshall Falk. Marshall uh, Falk. From from, uh, Louisiana. Yes, sir. So, and uh, that was a situation where uh, we we should have, uh, and maybe would have gotten him had we said we'll let you play wherever you wanted. But we were rocking along pretty well, and uh, we wanted him specifically as a DB, and uh, that was a mistake. We should have let him come here and you know, start within reason where he wanted to play. Because recruiting is not an exact science. We could spend time talking about mistakes (laughs) as well as successes that uh, you'd like to do over. So when you talked about potential as far as recruiting. You know, when you can see a guy – you know, a, a guy like Stye, who I can't ever believe in my wildest dreams that he was 6'5", 235, knowing the guy that I knew when I got there in 1993 that was lifting the 160-pound dumbbells, uh, that that had to be an ultimate catch. I mean, you guys seem to have that it factor when it came to recruiting guys who started at one position but ended at another position. Why was that? Well, you, uh, players, as we know, uh, have many talents. And sometimes, uh, back one year, our best uh, running back, we had recruited as a linebacker uh, out of uh, Nebraska. And But at that time, we said, well, you can start 
wherever you want to start. And he wanted to start at IBAC and make a long story short, he was our leading IBAC as a freshman. And uh, had we been adamant like with the Falk kid, uh, we would have probably never gotten him. Coach, I'm I'm working I'm working a little bit different where I'm not asking you about defensive backs yet because I want to know because this is some interesting things, you know you were the punt return coach, right at Nebraska. Yep. What were yep. you looking for in a punt return? Well, a guy that had the explosiveness, uh, and uh, obviously he had to uh, be sure he could really catch the ball and was very disciplined, and we were blessed with the. Uh, uh, some good players and outstanding players and uh, actually learned some of the techniques that I taught in a library in Northern California from a 49er coach. And he went through exactly how he taught their return men and it made sense. And we would just drill it and, uh, and, uh, we again had very good success with it, and very seldom ever fumbled a ball or anything of that sort. From the drill work, who would you say? Who's your top five punt return guys that, at Nebraska that you coach? Oh boy, that's <laughs> that's hard. I'll give you a story about uh, one that could have been as good as we ever had, and that was a kid named Baron Miles. Oof. Now, before practice, he would catch punts. But he was so dynamic as a block, a blocker. And, you know, I talked to him. I'm sure Coach Osborne talked to him and said, Baron, you're as good a punt returner as we have, but there's nobody in the United States can block kicks like you. So he would, he would catch punts before practice and had great technique, but he was the best uh, rush guy blocking kicks in the United States. In fact, he took one off of a punter's foot in the Oakey State game in the end zone for a touchdown, and we couldn't block him in practice. You know, Coach Osborne would let him go hard for a couple plays, and while the offense was trying to block him, and then he'd say, okay, just uh, go at speed so we can get some punts off. <laughs> I had Barron on last week, and that was one of the things he talked about. And did you guys ever think about giving him a shot back there? Or or was it because we had Corey Dixon, which was a pretty good punt returner? It gave us, it gave us more weapons in the punt game. Well, the problem is it's, you just have to make a choice. Is he going to affect the game more as a blocker than a returner? Because we had other guys that were good uh, and and were doing fine. And, uh, you know, Tyron Hughes and all the way down. But he was the absolute best at blocking kicks. And it was such a devastating thing for opponents. In fact, the darn Big Ten Big eight officials wouldn't call holding sometimes because he would rush and they'd have to hold him to try to keep him out of there. Should have been flagged, you know. But uh, no, it was a matter. Okay, what can you do best? And 
can do both best and what can help the team the most. How closely did you guys work together as coaches on special teams? Well, we had four uh, fellows work on defense in the kicking game. Each one of us had phases. Uh, defensive line coach didn't because he would work with uh, defensive linemen uh, in pass rush drills and that type of thing. But we each had segments, and uh, we would work those segments, and uh, and uh, we're very blessed. We probably uh, led the nation. Uh, in fact, when we got into the orange or the Rose Bowl, we had almost a thousand yards and punt returns, but we had different guys returning punts and. Uh, we normally never had the punt returner in the nation because a lot of teams would return very few punts. Well, we returned everything. We never taught people the fair catch. And uh, we wanted the ball caught every down unless they kicked it out of bounds, of course. And so we uh, got a lot of the hidden yardage, which uh, uh, doesn't show up much on stats sometimes. But it was very, very important in the effect on a game. When you talk deep, because it just seems to me we were always deep at every position, even on special teams. Um, I got to take a quick break, Coach, but when I get back, just want to touch a little bit more on how important is special teams, um, a punt returner's rule when inside of the 20-yard line, what that rule is. And, and, and what we should do moving forward. So when we get back, we'll touch more on that. The captain, the ticket, 93.7. I'm with Coach Darlington. 